Tonight, the Last Points Podcast invites you to the most special night in the galaxy, where the elite in the motion picture industry has gathered for the second annual Last Points Star Wars Awards. All the superstars are out tonight. Look, there's the dashing master codebreaker with the one and only Lovey. What kind of Lovey? On the road. And wow, there's that skinny and heroic Wookiee, Sagwa. <laughs> Looking good there, Sagwa. And who's that getting out of the Star Cruiser? It's everyone's favorite Boonta Eve racer, Saboba! Chuba! Bushka! <laughs> and look at that! It's the legend of the silver screen, Mickey Rooney! It's the second annual Blast Points Star Wars Awards! And now... On with the show! fans and move milkers everywhere welcome to episode number 160 of blast points this is jason and this is gabe the star wars awards strike back this the second annual blast points presents star wars awards star wars star wars wars we had so much fun last year we had to bring it back it's the only award show that Star Wars always wins. Some shocking results this year. Shocking you, the listeners voted, and we've got the results. And We're all dressed up. We got our tuxes on. I'm on the red carpet right now. <laughs> I've been drinking champagne <laughs> since noon. Yeah. But first, there is news. There is crazy, outrageous stuff. That's passing off as news. There's real news of actual exciting things. But let's get to the crazy, outrageous stuff first. This is outrageous. It's outrageous. This is outrageous. So last week it came out that somebody had heard from their cousin's brother's friend that works at 31 flavors next door neighbor 
that they had heard that there's a lot of Star Wars TV shows in development, right? Yeah, someone, someone found a napkin in the trash that had a bunch of names scribbled on it. There are all the Disney Plus shows that could maybe possibly be in development. It's a ludicrous list of things, right? Well, there's, I think, anything you can think of, right? There's Leia, there's Poe and Finn, there's Kira and Lando, there's Obi-Wan, there's Pondo Baba, his barbershop, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> there's the Gorgmonger from Phantom Menace. The show's called Seven Wayupi Upies. It's like a cooking show, cooking challenge show. You got to cook the frog things. Jira's the judge. There's a Captain Rex show, but not Captain Rex from Clone Wars. Captain Rex from Star Tours. Well, no, it's both of them together. It's called Rex and Rex. Let's wreck some Rex. <laughs> and, they, and they wreck old ships. There's a show called Who's the Boss? And that's the real name because it's about Boss Nass. And people just trying to figure out who's the boss. It's that Boss Nass? Nope. That's Captain Tarples. Who is the boss? Somebody walks into Utagunga and just says, who's the boss? And everybody points to Boss Nass, and that's the end of the show. But I think it's the, it's the uh, everyone's getting a little loopy with the lack of real Episode Nine news or real Mandalorian news or real Cassian Andor news or anything that it's just, it, was, it was time to burst. The Bob Iger stock call like didn't didn't calm people down enough as as much as they thought. People have come to the conclusion that we're never getting a title for episode nine. The movie's not actually even going to come out. Like you just you have to wait for it to come out. Like there'll be a day that they say it's going to come out in the theaters, and you just sit there in the empty theater and it never starts. It makes sense. Like for the sequels, they were like, "Well, we're going to get rid of the episode number part." And we're just going to, you know, it's going to be Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. And then for this one, they're like, yeah, we're going to get rid of the Star Wars part. And we're going to get rid of the title part. And the whole movie. And then it's, it's not going to come out and people will say the only person that can watch it is J.J. Yeah, the only way to keep the mystery going. It's like his mystery box. He's never opened it because that would ruin the mystery. If you ever release the movie, it's just going to ruin it because people are going to know what happened. And fans are just clamoring for that title. Can you give us any kind of hint of when we're getting it? This is outrageous. It's outrageous. This is outrageous. The one takeaway from all of this silliness of TV shows is I really think the Kenobi, like they were saying, like a limited run TV series on Disney Plus. Number one, I feel like we've heard that rumor before. I feel like in the summertime that was going around, I could see that happening more so even than a Kenobi feature film. At this point, even was I think what was the article with Alan Horn where he talked about the Mandalorian was Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy's idea. That would make sense that if there's things that were in development, moving them from a film to a TV show is probably not that big of a change. And maybe they're thinking of they're keeping all that stuff they've been working on, but maybe they want to stretch it out into a into a TV show instead of a movie. If if there really was a Boba Fett movie, if any of that got capped and became part of the Mandalorian, like it, it kind of would make sense. I think it would play better on TV, especially if he never leaves Tatooine and it was weirder and stranger and him, you know, just a man in the desert being weird. Yeah. It makes a lot more sense really because it does. It's like you can get away, I think with a series of having a bunch of kind of standalone stories that kind of tie together with a, maybe an overarching story. But like if there's an episode where he just, 
gets lost in the desert and hallucinates for an hour. Okay, I'll watch that. Or if there's an episode where he's got a he has a run in with some sand people, like you can pull that off in a show. But if it was in a movie, it's all kind of got to be packed down into two hours. And yeah, can you really make a movie of Obi Wan just hanging out on Tatooine and have it be interesting? Probably can, but spreading it out as a series, I think, yeah, it just seems like the way to do it. And I think we've said many times before, too, that Solo could have been a four or five episode miniseries in itself because the movie is very episodic in, in its nature. It could have been the Adventures of Han Solo show where, you know, every couple of years or so we get more Adventures of the Young Han Solo. Maybe they still will do that one day. I'm sure other people are feeling the same way, which is why everyone's kind of jumping on these rumors. I think, you know, looking at how cool Star Wars animation has been over the years thinking about that style of storytelling with live action Star Wars is exciting for people. And it's exciting because it's something, it's a way to take the existing characters and do something new with them. It's almost like we've seen movies with some of those characters. So like having seen Han Solo in another movie isn't, as, isn't maybe as exciting as seeing a Han Solo TV show because we've never seen a Han Solo TV show before. So yeah, the idea of Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan and, over multiple episodes of a show is, you know, we haven't seen that. It's exciting. Relax. Take a deep breath. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Well, in, in other crazy news, but of things that are actually real... Episode 9 has finished principal photography. J.J. Abrams shared a picture of Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and Oscar Isaac having a hug. I like, wasn't that J.J. opened his like Instagram account or whatever and he only has two pictures, right? The one at the start of filming and the one at the end of filming? That's all you get. Yeah, that picture was like finding a pool of water in the desert. like... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone showed up to take a drink of that because we're all so thirsty. Well, it was really cool. We got our first look at Ray's costume in the movie, or for our first official look at her costume in the movie. And all in white, it harkens back to Luke and A New Hope. It's a little bit of Padme in there, too. Yeah, it's hard to see in the picture, the officially released picture. If you're out looking at the secret stuff, there's a... <laughs> Better view of this of the outfit that you can kind of tell is a real thing based on this picture. And yeah, it's exciting to see her new look. It's just a little bit different, but a little bit the same. Something with Ray in the white, very kind of that she's got like a high collar that she hasn't had really before. And just the idea of in white hearkening back to Luke and a new hope. In the end, going back to the beginning, and I just, oh. And it's a little bit like Last Jedi Luke, too, when, or Force Awakens Last Jedi ceremonial robe Luke, who was back to the white as well. So, mm -hmm. and he had the same, if you look, ceremonial robe Luke had the same kind of high collar in white that Ray has in her costume in that picture i don't know well and people were freaking out a little bit too because there's it looks like she still has her staff mm -hmm. <laughs> does she have it in the movie she just holding it for the picture just to mess with people does that mean they're back on jakku it looked like they were in a desert i don't know there's rumors of desert planets we don't know anything no we don't 
the episode nine celebration panel is just going to be an empty stage. No one's ever going to come out. We're going to wait all night. <laughs> just be a spotlight on an empty chair. <laughs> Hopefully they'll have Josh Gad out there in interviewing nobody. <laughs> and he'll be really excited. And we'll all cheer. People will be crying. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll go get our blank poster from the lobby. <laughs> I heard you brought some footage to show for everybody. everybody ah! Big screen comes down. Nothing's on it. Let's play it again. <laughs> it's Oh, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Uh, who wants to see a new teaser? Yeah, so there was that big rap party in London when they finished filming, which looked absolutely bonkers. There was like a human disco ball floating from the ceiling. Adam Driver was nowhere to be seen. Unless he was dressed as the disco ball or dressed as a goat person or... Someone with a TV for a head. We don't know if one of those things was Adam Driver. I'm ready to have fun. Get loose. Get crazy. But yeah, if the rap party's any indication of what to expect from episode nine, it's going to be jam-packed with outrageous and dancing, which is really all anybody's hoping for. Well, I know we're all reading way too much into everything these days, but I couldn't help noticing that there was a definite like fairy tale kind of theme going on in a lot of the rap party. And I think we had wondered before, like, is JJ going to kind of embrace again, the whole kind of fairy tale aspect of the whole thing. Like he hinted at with force awakens. I know they did a lot of filming in like a forest thing somewhere in the UK where it seemed to be like fog machines going nonstop. So are we going to be getting like spooky mystical forests again? I don't know. It's going to look like Excalibur. <laughs> oh, let's hope. <laughs> oh, let's hope. It's a shiny chrome, sparkling. We can dream. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much you can read into the theme of the the rap party, but for them just to do that theme randomly is also weird. But who knows? Yeah, everyone was probably so tired. There was a list of like party themes, and JJ's like, just whatever's at the top. I need to take a nap. Yeah, I would like to see the list of rejected Episode Nine rap party themes. I'm surprised they didn't just get, like, the Force Awakens or Last Jedi, like, birthday party plates and stuff and just stick those out. We're so exhausted. There's, like, Rogue One happy birthday banners with bays and cheer it on them. Everyone's just using Rogue One Kleenex as, as napkins. Why not? I would have really liked a roller skating themed party. I think that would be really, really hilarious. Maybe Adam Driver would have shown up if it was roller skating. Yay. <laughs> it's my favorite. The the only way to maybe top the Ray Kylo team up in Last Jedi is a Ray Kylo roller skating team up in episode nine. So how are we gonna defeat the Knights of Ren? Oh, we need to put we need wheels, baby. Put on your skates. <laughs> yeah. Disco ball, planet drops down. It's a new first order weapon. We could, yeah, maybe the uh, we've we've gotten phasma. We've gotten red plastic Praetorian guards. Maybe the the Knights of Ren official armor is like disco ball. It was all a clue. There was a disco ball person hanging from the sky at the rap party. They're spelling things out for us. JJ likes to leave hints and clues. You just got to piece them together. Well, in news of things that are actually happening and that are cool, we got some amazing celebration news. Star Wars party, it's a one of a kind. Star Wars dancing, it's gonna blow your mind. Star Wars celebration. 
Grayson, what's up? We still haven't recovered from the news. I don't know how we're going to recover from the real thing. But yeah, it's really happening. There's a 20th anniversary panel at Celebration. They're saving it until Monday just to make sure that everyone stays alive the whole time. No matter how tired you are, you got to make it till Monday. The announcement that the Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel is happening Monday really set it in for me that this thing is going to be five days long. (laughs) Right, because for a while we were like, oh, maybe Monday will just be like, I don't know. They'll talk about like the stickers they're going to make for episode nine or something. Bookmarks, the bookmark panel. (laughs) But yeah, if they're they're saving some big guns for Monday, what's Friday, Saturday, Sunday going to do? I think our friend Katie on Twitter said it really well, that she was excited just to be in a room filled, not even a room, it's like a giant amphitheater thing, filled with nothing but people that want to get up early in the morning and attend a panel about the Phantom Menace. <laughs> it's like a gathering of the best people in the world. It'll, it'll be that room will be the best place on earth for those that one, one or two hours that morning. <laughs> the best of just nothing but Phantom Menace episode one joy. It's true. It was like it felt so good to be in line at uh, what's the two celebrations ago to see a, uh, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones in 3D that they were. I was like, wow, there's actually people in line to, to see this. It was all smiles, too. I remember everyone was smiling. No one could wait. Everyone, I can't wait to see it. So, yeah, that is going to be incredible. If there's an overnight line, it's going to be incredible. And who knows what magic is going to drop from the ceiling during that is... Uh, George Lucas going to come in on a Harley while they play Born to be Wild. Is there going to be a Rick McCollum dunk tank? Yeah. Is McCallum going to like run from the back of the, the amphitheater, giving high fives the whole way down? Yeah. Well, they there's that guy that made like a working uh, like Green Goblin, Goblin like rocket hover platform, right? Like maybe Rick McCollum's going to fly on that over the crowd. If it follows Celebration Tradition and they bring in like stars, well... Is that where is Ewan McGregor finally going to show up at a celebration? Is Natalie Portman going to be there? Like, you'd feel like now's the time for that. We're going to get Ahmed Best on stage, live in person. We 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 have to get Ahmed Best. I would hope. I would hope. I hope so. Rick Oley, Captain Panaka, Kitster. I'll just bring out all the voice actors, the voice of Saboba, the voice of Watto, the kids that want to go play ball. Have them come out with the frying pan. Yeah. Jira, she passed away, but you know we could have a digital Jira out there. They can just have a big framed picture of her up on stage with flowers around her, and you can you can put roses in it as you walk past. Maybe Samuel Jackson will be there. Phantom Menace Yoda puppet should be there. Yes, bring back the the episode one puppet. Have him there. Do questions with him. Make Frank Oz come, but he has to stay under the stage, and he can only talk through the Phantom Menace Yoda puppet. Yeah, that's what. That's what people are waiting in line to see. <laughs> they want Rick McCollum to ask the Yoda puppet questions. Just the whole back of the panel have Yaru Poof back there, just moving his head around, just crazy necking back there. They'll have Yaddle live on stage. Chance of Lorem should be there. Rick Oley, Ralph Brown should be the MC. And whenever a star comes out, oh, look, here's Chance of Lorem. I'm sure Ray Park will be there. Oh, he's going to do a triple backflip on the stage. Doing flips. I don't know. So, 
It's real. I am just so excited that we are live and this is happening and we are going to be able to attend a Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel. Well, at least we think we're still alive. <laughs> there's, there's been some doubt over the last few days if we're actually still alive or if we're dead and being dead is just totally awesome. <laughs> the, the, tw- the celebration twist is we've been ghost points the whole time. This podcast was secretly produced by M. Night Shyamalan. Experience the spectacle. Feel the excitement. Share the fun. Take the journey. All over again. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Rated PG. So, all right, it is time for the second annual Blast Point Star Wars Awards. Star Wars Awards. Star Wars. The the stars are shining bright tonight. They all look great. Like we said in the beginning, voted on by you, the listeners. So many of you voted out there. You all listened to Luke and joined the Academy. You didn't listen to Uncle Owen, and you made it happen, and we're grateful. All right, so what's our first category? All right, so the first category is Best Opening Crawl Text. And the nominees are A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, The Return of the Jedi, The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, Solo. And the winner is... sense i guess it's the original it's the originator of the crawl yeah it's the template all the other crawls were based on so you can't out original the original second place was force awakens which is interesting with third place being tied with the empire strikes back and revenge of the sith that's interesting as well no love at all for the phantom menace or attack of the clones opening crawls (laughs) well last jedi was rated really low as well right that actually got lower, <laughs> lower than Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, didn't it? <laughs> you know, it's, as much as we love The Last Jedi, the, nobody was going out of it being like, man, that crawl in The Last Jedi, that was something else. It's true. Well, I mean, the crawl of The Last Jedi was Force Awakened, so Ryan, Ryan didn't have much wiggle room there. I'd have to imagine the opening crawl of episode nine could be really interesting because it's going to be a lot of ground to cover. I'm surprised no one wrote in Rogue One. You know, there's there's got to be someone that I like them better with no crawl. All right. So up next is best battle droid. And the nominees are the B1 battle droid, the B2 super battle droid, droid Deca, the BX series droid commandos, the aqua droid, T series tactical droid, a super tactical droid, IG-100 Magna Guard, the Pistoka Sabota- Sabotage Droid, a.k.a. the Buzz Droid, 
a DSD1 dwarf spider droid, OG9 homing spider droid, IG227 Hailfire class droid tank, the droid tri fighter, the variable geometry self propelled Volter droid Mark I, aka the droid fighter, and then other where people could uh, write in a vote. And the winner is. Are you shocked by this? Because I'm kind of shocked. I got nothing against the Destroyer droid. Nothing. But I'm really surprised. I think I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. Because I think if you're if you're just casually paying attention to droids, and battle droids in particular, they have the most dynamic entrance. And they pretty much show up. And you're like, oh, what's this? And immediately, the Nemodians say... We need droidicas up here at once. They're no match. They're no match for a destroyer. Whatever they say, no one says. Hey, look, it's a B two super battle droid. So I think it makes sense. Maybe that's all it took. If someone at some time was like, "Wow, it's a B two super battle droid." There's no way anyone's gonna survive. <laughs> I mean, we do get Anakin talking about and Obi Wan talking about buzz droids. So I'm kind of surprised they didn't get get rated a little higher, but. Uh, yeah, you got him, R2. <laughs> well, I'm just surprised. I thought the, this this classic battle droid would be a winner. Well, it is. it did get second place, so it did all right. Yeah. They're all the best battle droid in my mind. All of them. They're all winners. We got to give a shout out to the, the write-in vote of Roger, which is a very good write-in vote. All right, next category, best Jedi mind trick. And the nominees are... Qui-Gon to Boss Nass. Qui-Gon's failed attempt with Watto. Obi-Wan doesn't want death sticks. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Luke's failed attempt with Jabba. Ray escapes with the weak-minded James Bond trooper. And the winner is... The droid you're looking for. Ah. Ah. Yeah, again, it's kind of like the new Hope Crawl. That's the classic. It's the original. It's the one that inspired all the others. There's actually quite a few failed ones in uh, throughout the movies as well, which is hard for that to be your favorite, I think. And I like that we got a write in for another failed one Kylo Ren's failed attempt during the first Force Bond scene. You will bring Skywalker to me. You will bring Luke Skywalker to me. I love that scene because I love when Luke comes out of his hut. What, what's going on back here? And then Kylo Ren. <laughs> I was shocked. Second place is Obi-Wan doesn't want death sticks. I, I think that's another one that people just remember that one. People remember Elian Sleazebago. Yes. Sleazebagano. Let's call him Sleazebago. Yeah, that's Ellen Sleazebagano. <laughs> Where's his? How come nobody was talking about his TV show on Disney Plus? Sleazebagano. It'd be like the Sopranos, but the Sleazebaganos. His whole family. He was a good kid. 
Where did he go wrong? He was in the lower depths of Coruscant, you know? Like, what happens? He's all, he's selling drugs. Yeah. But we little do we know he's selling drugs to support his sick grandma. It's like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. He's got two sets of grandparents, and they all sleep in the same bed. He's got a pocket full of drugs, but a heart of gold. Okay, moving on. Next one. Now, this is interesting. Best Kiss. And the nominees are Finn and Rose. Luke and Leia on the forehead in The Last Jedi. Padme and Anakin. This is a happy moment from Revenge of the Sith. Finn and Rey on the forehead in Force Awakens. Val and Beckett in Solo. Lando and Leia's hand in Empire. Padme and Anakin, I don't like sand. That moment in Attack of the Clones. Luke and Leia for luck in A New Hope. Padme and Anakin, wedding kiss. Han and Leia, he's my brother. Return of the Jedi. Han and Kira, kiss on Corellia and Solo. Han and Leia, someone who loves you. Return of the Jedi. Luke and Leia, back to tank room scene, Empire, controversial. Han and Kira, Falcon Cape Closet and Solo. Padme and Anakin, declaration of love in the arena and Attack of the Clones. Han and Leia, I love you, I know, in Empire. Han and Leia, your hands are dirty. My hands are dirty too, in Empire. Ray and Kylo finger touch in The Last Jedi. It counts. And the winner is... I love you. I know. I love you. I'm not surprised, but maybe the fact that I'm not surprised, I'm kind of like, well, okay. Yeah, I thought I've been dying a little bit each day since you came back into my life. Would have ranked a little higher. Impressed uh, that Luke and Leia on the forehead did very well. That's a sweet moment. And uh, the finger kiss did quite well as well. Finger Kiss actually did better than Luke and Leia on the forehead. Anything Padme and Anakin, sadly, though, got a horrible score. Well, I was kind of surprised, too, with Best Kiss. You didn't have, like, original makeup kiss, 80s no makeup kiss, (laughs) (laughs) modern makeup kiss. Just Vinnie Vincent in general as a category. Vinnie Vincent era kiss. Paul Stanley with a headband. There's there's always uh, Star Wars Awards 3. Check back next year for the real best kiss. <laughs> this is Kiss. Each sold separately, and you can put them in any crazy pose you want. Kiss. That's the name. Kiss. They may look insane. Some of the write-in votes. Um, the not safe for work, okay, hot shot, deleted scene from Empire. I, I can't believe I forgot this one. The quick kiss after Padme jumps off a pillar onto the reek. Oh, it's probably good you left that out because that would have probably destroyed all the other ones. That's the most popular one. <laughs> and then I uh, forgot this one, too. Han and Leia and uh, Empire, uh, you have your moments. Not many of them, but you do have them. That's a nice little moment, too. Next category, Best Creature Fest. And the nominees are The Cantina Bar, Jabba's Palace, The Pod Race, The Galactic Senate, the Jedi Council, Maz's Bar, Canto Bite Casino, Dryden's Yacht, the solo card game scene. And the winner is...
Cantina. New Hope is tearing it up this year. I guess it's hard to beat the original. It's hard to beat the classic. It's hard to beat the originator. You know, um, second place was Jabba's Palace. With third place, surprisingly going to the solo card game scene, which I was a little surprised. Yeah, it is a it's a great creature fest, though. I'm more surprised that Jedi Council and, and Dryden's yacht got zero votes. <laughs> Dryden's yacht got zero votes. So did the Jedi Council. There's creatures every all over the place. The whole council's creatures. Come on, bearded snake man, Evan Peel, Yario Poof. Poof, the second time we've mentioned Poof in this episode. C- crazy Knack. Kit Fisto. Yaddle. Some all-timers there in the Jedi Council, but... Plo Koon. Oh, Plo Koon. Hologram Plo Koon. Come on. Dryden's Yacht. You had a singing frogman. You had a little gremlin that wanted to eat some snacks. Yeah, you had someone with half a face serving drinks. It at least deserves one vote. Right. Yeah, one vote just for Chewbacca with pudding on his face. <laughs> but yeah, you can't argue with the classic cantina bar. So next category is best Han Solo jacket slash vest. And the nominees are the New Hope Black Vest, the Empire Hoth Coat, the Empire Long Sleeve Jacket, Return the Jedi Black Vest, Return the Jedi Camouflage Trench Coat. Force Awakens Leather Long-Sleeved New Jacket, Force Awakens Cold Weather Jacket, the Corellia Jacket from Solo, the Giant Fur Coat in Solo, and the Brown Leather Jacket in Solo. And the winner is... Empire Long Sleeve Jacket. Again, I'm kind of shocked. Yeah, it makes sense to me. New Hope is is the original, but I think in this case, that's the classic. Empire Han is like the classic Han. Tied for second place is the New Hope Black Vest and the Empire Hoth Coat. And those really dominated all the votes. The next nominee with the biggest amount of votes is the brown leather jacket from Solo, which was a pretty cool coat. Yeah, that's a good it's a good Solo look. We cannot beat the classics in the second annual Blast Point Star Wars Awards. 2019 is all about the classics. It's Phantom Menace year. What do you expect? It's a year about the classics. The next category is the best non-John Williams Star Wars movie score. And the nominees are Michael... Chikino for Rogue One, John Powell for Solo, Peter Bernstein for Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure, Peter Bernstein for Ewoks The Battle for Endor, Kevin Keener for The Clone Wars Movie, and the winner is... Jacino for Rogue One. By an overwhelming majority. You can't argue with perfection. I agree with this voting, but I was surprised that I don't, there's a lot of fans out there for John Powell's score for Solo. I was surprised that that didn't get a little bit higher. 
even though it's probably my least favorite Star Wars score. Yeah, it makes sense. It got the amount of votes that it did. It's probably towards the bottom of my list of Star Wars scores as well. But I don't know. It seems like maybe the people who like to complain about the Rogue One score aren't as many. They're just loud because Krennic's theme's playing in my head right now. Anytime I just see the word Rogue One. <laughs> so it's well-deserved. Congratulations, Rogue One. Michael Giacchino could not be here to accept this award, so we will accept it on his behalf. There is a cup of Frappuccino from Starbucks here that will be accepting the award for him. All right, our next category is Best Clone Wars Season. And the nominees are Season 1, Season 2, Season 3, Season 4, Season 5, Season 6. And the winner is... Season 5. Probably because of Sunny Day in the Void. I mean, we can all admit to that, right? It's got to be, yeah. Well, it is probably, I mean, Season 6 has Yoda. Season 6 has a lot of good stuff, but Season 5, Clone Wars hit their stride, and that was a jam-packed season. And maybe if 6 was a normal season instead of the shortened netflix only season it would have done better but yeah i i believe it what would you have voted for probably season five i think i would go season six which actually got second place here but i am happy to see season one did good it was almost in season order but season one beat out season two because it's funny because a lot of times i think back to the episodes i really like and i think they're in season two or three and then i look and they were actually in season one i don't know they're all good they're all winners some of the write-in votes were for the Jendi Clone Wars. Okay. Ooh, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. You know, fair enough. Uh, one person wrote in, uh, have not watched them all. Okay. All right. Yeah. They're, they're still on still on Netflix. And then one person wrote in, none. <laughs> Man. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. It's like we just crash landed on Hoth here. <laughs> Go watch Sunny Day in the Void. Change your mind. Go go watch uh, when Duchess Satine's nephews get poisoned. Yeah, you'll, you'll be a fan for life. <laughs> auntie. Auntie. Not feeling too good, auntie. Better go have a lay down. <laughs> and the next category is best new character in Solo. And the nominees are Beckett, Kira, Enfys Nest, Lady Proxima, Moloch, Rebolt, Val, Rio, Range Troopers, Dryden Voss, Laleo Primak, the singing frogman, Ralakili, he's never had it so good. He's never had it so good. Therm Scissor Punch, L337, Quay Tolsite, Sagwa, JV P12 HVAC Droid. And the winner is. Memphis Nest. That's who I would have voted for, too. She stole the show? She did. She really did. And yeah, where are the rumors of the Enfys Nest Disney Plus show? Now that's the million dollar question. That's the show you need to make. Yeah, that's what the kids want. That's what the kids, that's what the senior citizens, the millennials, the baby boomers, Generation X... 
They all want to be Generation Nest. I would just like to say also, Rebolt got zero votes. <laughs> no love for Rebolt. And also, Ralakili, he's never had so good. No votes. No votes. Well, and our first live action Pike, Quay Tolsite, no votes. Come on. That's details. He's our buddy. The ladies of Solo did really well because the top four, Enfys, Kira, L337, and the wonderful Lady Proxima, tearing it up. Well, and there was one vote for the JVP12 HVAC droid. So that droid really stole the show during its moment of uh, stomping on the, uh, the counter there at Kessel. They all had their moment to shine. All right, next category, Best Anakin Love Line. Ooh. And the nominees are... You're so beautiful. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. I'm haunted by the kiss that you never should given me. And Attack of the Clones. Now that I'm with you again, I'm in agony. The closer I get to you, the worse it gets. The thought of not being with you, I can't breathe. From Attack of the Clones. My heart is beating, hoping that kiss does not become a scar. From Attack of the Clones. If Master Obi-Wan caught me doing this, he'd be very grumpy. From Attack of the Clones. Are you an angel? From Phantom Menace. No, it's because I'm so in love with you. From Revenge of the Sith. That's wonderful. Revenge of the Sith. Our baby is a blessing. From Revenge of the Sith. And the winner is... Are you an angel from The Phantom Menace? Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. They live on the moons of Diego, I think. It is truly Phantom Menace year. What's well, it's the running theme through all these words. It's the originator. It's the first Anakin's move talker line. It's the first thing he ever said to Padme. He set the course for the rest of his life at that very moment in Watto's shop. It's true. Second place in a kind of close second place. If Master Obi-Wan caught me doing this, he'd be very grumpy, which I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I'm impressed that, that that did as well as it did. And unfortunately, nobody voted for My Heart is Beating, hoping that this kiss will not become a scar. I, I think somebody... Maybe a lot of people tried that on Valentine's Day and it didn't work. Sensitive subject. <laughs> Some of the write-in votes. You love me? I thought we decided not to fall in love, that we'd be forced to live a lie, and that would destroy our lives. You know. It's a good one. And then somebody wrote in the, I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Not like here. Here, everything is soft and smooth. That's a very good one. <laughs> that one does work on Valentine's Day. This one is shocking that was left off. Love won't save you, pad me. Only my, only my new powers can do that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that was a mistake on our part, I think, maybe leaving that one out. And then there's one, there's one uh, none. They're all equally terrible. <laughs> That's okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And the next category is Best Snoke Fashion Element. And Snoke did look great on the red carpet today. Uh, he came down the red carpet twice, first with his lower half and then his upper half. But he made it. I was really surprised old man Snoke made it to the red carpet. I was really happy to see him. I know. I'm glad we invited him and I'm glad he came. All right. So the nominees for Best Snoke Fashion Element are Gold Robe, Gold Slippers, Ruby Ring, Misshapen face from malformed zygoma. 
purple robe wearing spooky buddy intendants, white long underwear under a gold robe, no socks, and red broom. And the winner is... Gold robe. How's your It's a good look. Just barely beating out gold slippers. It was down to the wire, with third place being the purple robe wearing spooky buddy attendants. Yeah, well, once you go gold, you know, you're at you're at the top of the fashion heap. Snoke was across the board just good looks. Snoke knew he looked good. He wanted to look good. He wanted to look chic. He wanted to look relevant, and he was. Not everyone can pull those off, but uh, Snoke makes it work. We had some great write-in vote for the Snoke. Um, We got the blue lightsaber waistband, those shaggy eyebrows, hologram that only displays his giant floating head. (laughs) Again, not everyone can pull that off. No. No. And my favorite write-in vote was his ABBA t-shirt under his gold robe. Not everybody knows about that, but yeah. Under uh, the white long underwear is a ABBA t-shirt. Go back, listen to Snoketoberfest. He's a he's a real big ABBA fan. Yeah, and go back to Force Awakens when he's a hologram. Look really close, and you can see the ABBA t-shirt peeking out under his uh, his robe. All right, the next category is the best home video release, and the nominees are the original CBS Fox VHS release, the '90s VHS THX edition with the black box and the split faces. The 97 Special Editions, the 2004 DVD set, Super 8 Films, the 1993 Laserdisc box set, the Phantom Menace VHS from the year 2000, Phantom Menace DVD from 2001, the Attack of the Clones DVD from 2002, the Revenge of the Sith DVD from 2005, the 2006, quote, unaltered DVDs, the 2011 Blu-ray set, the Digital Collection, Force Awakens Blu-ray, Last Jedi Blu-ray, Rogue One Blu-ray, Solo Blu-ray, and the Clone Wars box sets. And the winner is... The 90s VHS THX edition. The black box with split faces. For those who remember... For those who will never forget, and for a whole new generation who will experience it for the very first time. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, but you've got to imagine that was probably a lot of people's first Star Wars VHS tapes they got. And the Blu-ray set did get second place, so it's not like people were being completely unrealistic. When that set came out i remember i got the widescreen edition that was our go-to for a very long time those black tapes with the with the leonard malton intros and and yeah getting those widescreen like that was that was blowing minds back then after seeing the uh pan and scan versions for so long so again originals it's all about originals this year some of the write-in votes were the uh, the last jedi 4k blu-ray I could imagine. I have not seen that, but I could imagine that being amazing. The Last Jedi Movies Anywhere isolated score version. Man, that score version, I wish it was easier to get to. I wish it was on a disc or something. Yeah, that's hot. If you haven't got a chance to watch it, give it a shot. 
And the next category is Best Feet. And the nominees are Hammerhead, Snaggletooth, Rancor, Poe Dameron, Porgs, Tarful, 2-1-B, Palpatine, Tonwi, Jar Jar, Sebulba. And the winner is... He has very good feet. Now, let me just say, all right, before anybody says anything, I know I forgot Bosk. All right. We got a lot of write-in votes for Bosk. One write-in vote says Bosk, and then in parentheses, seriously, you guys? (laughs) It's like when you go to the grocery store. And you forget the most important thing that you actually went to the grocery store for. Like you're trying to bake a cake and you forget to buy flour and eggs and milk. Yeah. <laughs> you just bought a Hershey bar. I thought this was all we needed. <laughs> so, yeah, I forgot Bosk. And Bosk probably does have the best feet. Not saying anything bad against Sebulba's feet. Sebulba's feet are beautiful and they're useful. And technically with Sebulba, are we talking about his feet that are hands or his hands that are feet? Other write-in votes were Darth Maul. Post Phantom Menace Darth Maul. Uh, this is one of my favorites. Tarkin's Unseen Slippers. The Caretakers, Yoda, Watto, the IG-88 action figure. And then about 72 votes uh, for Bosk. Well, Bosk did pretty well because Other got second place, which never happens at the Star Wars Awards. We uh, we apologize. And one person voted for Poe Dameron's feet. So. We botched the Bosk. Next category is Best Praetorian Guard Pair. They're actually four sets of pairs with the same weapons. So, our first guard pair are the ones with the big, long Electro Bicento Blades. The third guard pair with the Electro Chain Whip. The fifth guard pair with the shorter Vibro Vloge Blade. And the seventh guard pair with the twin Vibro Arbor Electro Blades. And the winner is... Third guard pair with the electro chain whip. Can't beat a chain whip. Anybody's got a chain whip, an electro whip, and a movie, gold. They're going to whip it, whip it good. The best thing in Iron Man 2, there was electric whips. If anybody said to me, hey, there's this movie playing, it, it's not good at all, but it's got somebody using an electric whip. All right, I'll go see it. Iron Man 2 is not that bad, Jason. Yeah, because it's, because it's got electric whips. It's got electric whips. It's got an Iron Man suit that's a suitcase. It's got a lot of robots shooting guns in a forest inside of a dome or something that happens. Tony Stark sits in a donut. I'm a big fan of three, personally, for me. Ah, see, I'll take two over three any day. Ooh, okay. All right. It's a discussion for another day. We got awards to give out. <laughs> Next category is Best Trailer Teaser, and the nominees are A New Hope Teaser, Somewhere in Space, Empire Strikes Back Teaser with Macquarie Art, The Empire Strikes Back Teaser with Harrison Ford Narration, The Empire Strikes Back Trailer with Only Music, 
Revenge of the Jedi teaser. The first Phantom Menace teaser. Attack of the Clones breathing teaser. The Revenge of the Sith before the Dark Times teaser. The first The Force Awakens teaser. The Force Awakens you have that power too teaser. The full Force Awakens trailer. The Rogue One teaser. The Last Jedi Celebration teaser. The Balance. Full Misdirection, The Last Jedi trailer. The Solo teaser. Special Edition trailer on the TV screen. And the winner is... First Phantom Menace teaser. You refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the force. You believe it's this boy? All right, all right, all right. Were you surprised by this, Gabe? At first, yes, but the more I thought about it, no. Because whether you, whether you liked the movie or not, you liked the teaser, and you were pumped for the teaser. I think if you go back to some of the, the classic ones, there's so many that maybe it's hard to think of a favorite like with Destroyer Droids, the Phantom Menace one is like the first one that pops in your head. I'm a big, big fan of the Empire Strikes Back trailer that only has music and the Revenge of the Sith teaser that started out with the footage from A New Hope. Yeah, they're good ones. But I think if you're thinking like an iconic Star Wars teaser and it's Phantom Menace here. I'm surprised The Force Awakens, the You Have That Power too. Didn't score higher because that's also the one with the Chewie were home. That was pretty, that was a big deal. But does anyone care about that anymore? I don't know. Maybe if you would have called it the Force Awakens Chewie were home teaser, <laughs> maybe more people would have voted for it. And the next category is Best Nimodian. Woo. And the nominees are Lot Dodd, Newt Gunray, Rune Hako. They've gone up the ventilation shaft. Magnetize, magnetize. Daltry Dauphine and Gilramos Libkath. And the winner is... They've gone up the ventilation shaft. They've gone up the ventilation shaft. Shocking. That, yeah, I'm impressed. Because, you know, it's like trying to pick my favorite child. You can't do it, but uh, there's definitely a lot of pride when I see good old they've gone up the ventilation shaft. <laughs> I was watching this category <laughs> all during the voting process, and for the longest time, Newt Gunray was in the lead. And then at the last minute, they've gone up the ventilation shaft, came out and took the prize. Well-deserved. Maybe she'll get her own Disney Plus show. The name of the TV show is They've Gone Up the Ventilation Shaft. <laughs> and coming soon to our brand-new streaming service. Because you demanded it. <laughs> They've gone up the ventilation shaft. And the next category is Best Kanji Club Member. And the nominees are Tasu Leech, Razu Kinfi, Kroken Shan, Valzang Lethrol. And the winner is... Are you surprised, Gabe? Are you surprised that Tasu Leach won by an overwhelming majority? No, but I think no one knows who the other guys are. (laughs) 
and we should have probably called him like the dude with the goggles <laughs> and the guy with a weird mustache or something because uh robot eye guy because i don't know if anyone i mean i'm sure there's someone out there who's been uh has flashcards with kanji club member names and they're you know trying to remember who everybody is but but Tasuli he deserves it he's the only one said by name in the film so is there gonna be a Tasu Leach Disney Plus show? Kanji Club, the show. It'll be like the Mickey Mouse Club, but it'll just be the the Kanji Club, and it'll be like the kids' show on Disney Plus where Kanji Club sing songs and why not? That's what I wanna see. Yeah, in the very beginning, be like, and here's here's your members of Kanji Club, Tasu Leach. Razu Quinfi. <laughs> in the next category, best on screen Rebel Alliance ship. And the nominees are the X-Wing, the Y-Wing, the B-Wing, the A-Wing, the Snowspeeder, the U-Wing, the Mon Calamari Cruiser, the Medical Frigate, the CR-90 Corellian Corvette, the Profundity, the Millennium Falcon, the Ghost. And the winner is... Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon and new giant Interceptor each sold separately, only from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Not surprised, but also, if you would have asked me a week ago what was going to win this, I would have said X-Wing. Yeah, X-Wing's a good guess. There's been a lot of Falcon over the last few years, so... And really, it's the only star character ship other than the ghost and the ghost did quite well for only being in rebels so i'm proud of it and rogue one yeah that's true you're right and rogue one and the next category is best screenplay the nominees are george lucas for a new hope kasdan lucas and bracket for empire strikes back kasdan and lucas for return of the jedi lucas and bob Carrow for ewok adventure Ken Wheat, Jim Wheat, and Lucas for Ewoks Battle for Endor. George Lucas for The Phantom Menace. George Lucas and Jonathan Hales for Attack of the Clones. George Lucas for Revenge of the Sith. Henry Gilroy, Stephen Melching, Scott Murphy, and George Lucas for The Clone Wars Movie. Lawrence Kasdan, J.J. Abrams, and Michael Arndt for The Force Awakens. Chris White's Tony Gilroy, John Knoll, and Gary Whitta for Rogue One. Ryan Johnson for The Last Jedi. Jonathan and Lawrence Kasdan for Solo. And the winner is... Lawrence Kasdan, George Lucas, and Lee Brackett for The Empire Strikes Back. Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Kind of what you would expect. Kind of what you second place. Ryan Johnson, The Last Jedi. Third place, George Lucas, A New Hope. Fourth place, Revenge of the Sith. Tied with uh, Force Awakens. Not a bad choice. And it's, uh, it's the fan favorite. Impressed to see Last Jedi neck and neck there with uh, Empire Strikes Back. I wonder if the, when we get to the seventh annual Star Wars Awards, if we will continue to see that Last Jedi kind of climbing up a little higher. It'll be interesting. All right, in our final category... This is the big one, Best Picture. And the nominees are Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, The Ewok Adventure, Ewoks, The Battle for Endor, The Phantom Menace, 
Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, The Clone Wars Movie, The Force Awakens, Rogue One, The Last Jedi, and Solo. And the winner is... Empire Strikes Back. You can't dethrone the king. This is the second year in the row in a row that the Empire Strikes Back has won. And I think the rankings are pretty close to the screenplay with uh, Empire First, Last Jedi Second, and Star Wars in Third. So again, good work, Last Jedi. The new favorite is neck and neck with the classic favorite. So. Some of the write-in votes here are great. Uh, the Holy Holiday Special, a three-way tie between Empire, Phantom Menace, and The Last Jedi. All right. All right. Did you write that? Did you write that one? No, you're, you, you would have wrote Jedi, Phantom, and Return of the Jedi, Phantom Menace, and Last Jedi. I would. Though Force Awakens and Last Jedi, I think, are tied for me right now. It's They're, they're in the cannonball run, and they're real close to the finish line, both of them at the end. <laughs> And then our third write-in vote was All the Above, which, that's the real answer. They're all the best picture. Thank you, everyone that voted in the second annual Blast Point Star Wars Awards. We'll say it one more time. This is voted on by you, the listeners, and we appreciate you voting so much. Yes, thank you so much for joining the Academy of Star Wars Awards, making your opinion known to the world. Everybody wins with the Star Wars Awards because Star Wars always wins. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. So we say it every single week, iTunes reviews. If you listen on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it nowadays, when you're done listening to the show, if you go over there and if you write a little something, we appreciate it so much and we'll read your review on an upcoming show. And check us out on BlastPointsPodcast.com. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Sign up for the Blast Point Super Chill Group on Facebook. And if you like the show and you want to help out, definitely sign up for our Patreon. And you can help out the show and get a few extra episodes each month. Uh, So far this month, what we've had... We had a Willow episode and a Kingdom of the Crystal Skull commentary um, and some new exciting stuff coming out in another couple weeks for you guys. Whole new slate of bonus stuff for the Patreon in March. It's going to be some exciting things coming your way over there on the Patreon. And it's still Phantom Menace year, so there will be more Phantom Menace coming soon. And next week is the return of Phantom Menace year. It's going to be an awesome one. A really awesome one. A spectacular. Perhaps we've said too much, but you look forward to that next week. But as for episode 160, that's about all we got. Star Wars Awards. Thank you so much again, everybody. Thank you. May the force be with you. 
Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Tacos, they're coming back. They want to be part of the show.